Please note, this show is entirely supported by you, the listener. Without your kind donations, we simply could not produce this podcast. If you want to keep hearing more from us, please visit patreon.com forward slash brewdognews for a really cool way to help us. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 26 of the Brewdog News podcast. This has been recorded... Oh, you see everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, Joe, this is so your fault. That's right. More caffeine. (laughs) Okay. It's half past ten, Robert. Come on. Sunday the 16th. Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 25 of the Brewdog News Podcast. This has been recorded on Sunday the 16th of June 2019. We're your fortnightly-ish source for all the latest news, views, thoughts and reviews from the world of Brewdog and craft beer. The show is hosted by myself, Robert Cooper. Not Bruce yet. Uh, Joining us this week is the wonderful Joanne Love. Hello everyone. And the almost as wonderful Andrew Watson. Eh? <laughs> wow, we're really nailing this day. This is what happens when we start early. Coming up on this week's show, we're going to be talking about the experiment that Brewdog have done called Honest to Dog. Quite a few things to say on that. Brewdog are claiming to have reinvented cask beer. Quite a fallout from that one. We talk about Brewdog Airlines and we're going to try and help sell some seats. Uh, Bruce is having a nightmare with his laptop. That's why he's not here right now. But what he is, Chris is, and all the usual nonsense. Standard disclaimer time, we are all shareholders in Brewdog PLC, but we do not work for or speak on behalf of Brewdog. So, without further ado, definitely some caffeine, let's play some theme music! You can either sit on the sidelines and be passive, or you can take an active stand. It's amazing to be a part of something that's not just changing the face of beer, but business too. Hi, this is Martin Vicky. Hey, this is T. Hey, this is James. This is the Brew Dog News Podcast. Brew Dog News Podcast. James Watt, Martin Vicky. This is diabolical. Absolutely diabolical. Hi, hi, Brew Dog News Podcast. It's Blackie BFL Melbourne again. And a huge shout out to our new Patreon supporters this week, but especially our top tier supporters. We've got three of them now. Thank you guys. Thank you very much. And thank you very much to Ashley. Ashley Fagan there for recording our intro. Really lovely to have Ashley on. Uh, Andrew, Joe, how are you both? Yeah, good. Fine, thank you. Excited. Thank you, Robert. How are you? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. Apart from whinging about being up here, that's the last morning I'll do about it now. Uh, but yeah, Can I just it's say it's ten thirty-three in the morning. It's not that early. It's ten thirty. Yeah, no, it's not that early. <laughs> yes, but some of us have like alternate lifestyles. I.e., we lay in a bed on a Sunday morning till we don't. I don't want to know what you do with your alternate lifestyle, but that's no. that's, that's your no, business. You can keep that one to yourself. Speaking of alternate lifestyles, we do not have Bruce with us at the moment. Um, he was doing a disco last night, as as he as he does, and uh, he took his laptop's not working at the moment, so he took his main computer with him, forgetting that he got a podcast to record this one. <laughs> so we have actually had him on on the pre-show. We've heard his voice, and it lasted about three and a half seconds on his phone, and then he cut off again. So I believe he's currently going around the neighbours, uh, trying to organise himself a laptop. So hopefully he'll be here soon, or you might be spared from his joke this week. Well, I mean, there's swings and roundabouts there. So. <laughs> he's uh, he's he's Father's Day as well, so uh, maybe he's going to go and take advantage of... In fact, let's get straight into it. Is Bruce going to go and take advantage of the Father's Day things that are on now? Dads eat free, apparently. I didn't pay too much attention to it because I'm not a dad. But if I was a dad, I would have gone, yeah, let's go and have some free food. Nice. Uh, Joe, are you taking your dad to a brew dog to have free food? No. Um, because it's an hour and a half on the train to our closest one. Ooh. Please, can we have a brew dog in Kent? Ooh, where where would be the ideal spot near you to have one? Um, we'd ha- oh well, I mean, I've said Canterbury, but there's that because that's right down the road for me. But um, you'd have to have it in the city centre within the city walls, and the council put the rents up ridiculously high. So I believe they have looked, but it's just not financially viable. Uh. Um, and there is a trend in the city with the bottle shop having come from there. Yeah. And sadly, demised recently. But yeah. They had a, a bar in Margate, but I believe someone else has just taken it over and is carrying it on exactly as it was, but not under the bottle shop anymore. Hmm. Fair enough. 
We yeah. missed the bottle shop. Rest in peace. Yeah, I like the bottle shop. <laughs> Very good. Uh, speaking of new bars, by the way, uh, congratulations to Brewdog. You've hit the big 9-0. Uh, Brewdog Hamburg opened. Andrew, I assume you've already been there because you've been jet-setting <laughs> so much recently. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, I've not been to the Brewdog Hamburg yet. That's upsetting yet. talking about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've not been to Hamburg yet. I also don't recognise this 90 number. I think you have to... Does it include closed bars, draft houses and so on? Because it's definitely not 90 Brewdog bars. Um, when I had my uh, spreadsheets thing, uh, my app on the go that was tracking all the beers on all the bars, um, mm. which I've retired because it was broken after the website update. Um, yeah, I was sitting about 70, 65, no, 65-ish. And then if you add in the 13 draft houses, then yeah, it could be. Fair enough. I mean, mm. they've said it in enough places. I'm pretty sure it is. I suppose one of us could go and actually count the list, but I can't be bothered right now. It's too early in the morning. Anyway, so we'll come back to that one. Um, right, let's talk about Honest to Dog. Shortly after we published the last podcast, Brewdog announced, to use their words, a crazy experiment that they were going to be running in nearly all their bars. Now, this is quoting from their own blog. <clears throat> In a completely unprecedented move, we are going to turn every single Brewdog bar on the planet into an honesty bar for our 106,000 strong equity punk community for the entire week from the 3rd of June. Now, I should say, when they say every single Brewdog bar, that excluded Inverurie, Edinburgh Airport, Reykjavik, Oslo, Florence, Bologna and Rome due to licensing reasons. So, yeah, not exactly every Brewdog bar. The blog continues, our equity punk community is the heart and soul of the company and we want to empower them to help us continue our mission to make others as passionate about great beer as we are, as well as having them help us get better at everything we do. From the 3rd to the 9th of June, our equity punks will get to decide how much they pay for their beer and food in all of our bars. If you decide to pay less than the normal value, simply fill out a quick feedback card and tell us why the experience did not live up to the value proposition. And we will use that feedback to get better. If you decide to pay more than the normal value, we will split the upside 50-50 between the team in that bar and charitable causes via the BrewDog Foundation. So, Joe, Andrew, Mm -hmm. how do you think this experiment went? It was going really well until humans got involved. Yeah. And it <laughs> yeah. turns out that the general public are just, um, yeah. <laughs> this this was a really good idea on paper. It's a really interesting experiment, yes. in my opinion, where yes. you had the opportunity to basically run an honesty box in bars. And honesty boxes work in rural pubs and places like that. And... It was an opportunity for some great feedback. And then two things happened. The form itself was cumbersome and difficult to work out. And as could probably have been predicted, a load of freeloaders got involved and used it as an opportunity to lash out against Brewdog, saying things like, I'm paying a penny a pint because yes. this is my dividend. And it's like, well, that's not exactly, the as Brewdog put it, the value proposition who says that in conversation anyway? But the value oh, proposition. It's so strange using the phrase um, value yeah. proposition on a form. And it's like, yeah. I'm sure people are going, what? What is that? Yeah. Exactly. So that's that's my take. Joe, you have anything similar to say? Well, it turned out that we had planned a trip up the M1 to hit as many brew dog bars as we could. And we went into seven on the Saturday of that week. Not planned that way. It just happened that it fell in that week. So... I took the opportunity to have a chat to some people while I was up there. Yeah, I sent you that audio. Yes, you did. Uh, give me one second and we will... Yeah, let's just play this in because, yeah, this was from... Which bar was this recorded in? Brewdog Nottingham. Nottingham. Here we go. Right, so I'll just play this in. Um, how's Honest Dog been going for Nottingham? Yeah, really well. Um, we've had quite a few people um, taking part. Okay. Um, Less so now towards the end of the week, because um, obviously it's quite a lot of, of effort to, to fill in fill in the receipt. Because I'm, I'm assuming you guys have done it a couple of times. Oh yeah, I've seen yeah. the receipt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it, it takes a bit of time. So we have quite a close um, kind of community here. So we know our EFPs really well. A lot of them will sit at the end of the bar with us and stuff while we're working. Yeah. Um, so a lot of them have just kind of got to the point now where they'd rather just just pay what they what they normally pay. Uh, but especially at the start of the week, we have loads and loads of interest in it. Okay, so, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you 
do you think it's been good? It's been a good thing, or based on what we've seen here in Nottingham, yes. Um, all the all of our EFPs were super interested in it, and it's started a lot of conversations with a lot of our EFPs as well about stuff. A lot of the feedback's been really good from it as well. Um, so in, in in general, yeah, I think it's gone down really well here. Can't speak for everywhere, but yeah, for here, it's been quite good. I have to leave that there. The sound quality is not the best. Thank you for doing that, Joe. Um, what did you see with the reasons people were actually um, filling out the forms? A lot of it is punk IPA is more expensive in Brewdog than it is at Witherspoons. Um, some of it was people taking the mickey. One story that I did hear, which I thought was a good use of it, was that someone wanted to use... Uh, use it to buy bottles of of, of Hill Farmstead that had been there for about a year. Now the Hill Farmstead bottles are really expensive so they wanted to try it but they didn't want to spend their like £30 for the bottle so they paid less to still try the beer and I thought that was a good use of it because you're not getting it as fresh as it could be but you're still paying something for it. So I thought that was a good use. Whose washing machines are? Probably mine. (laughs) Joe's here making like you know we've planned this all week she's making a fantastic point well thought out honestly and all I can think is who's washing machines on thanks Andrew the radio the guy who used to work in radio amazing you now know the source so you can just fade me out for that bit be right back Joe, I'm going to jump in, and there's there's one particular one that uh, got a lot of people fired up. Uh, I don't mind naming names, because the, the guy's been all over the press and all over the forums, and the guy was very happy. James Ferry, I think it is Ferry. Um, there's now a hashtag uh, being used called Going Full Ferry on us, which is where this chap went into Brewdog Dundee, uh, and he posted on the iHardcoreU Brewdog Forum on Facebook for all to see his receipt for £84.70 of food and drink, including Hazy Jane, some Necromancer pizza, um, pretty expensive McKellar bottle in there by the look at it, 15 quid. Um, mm-hmm. And then next to it, he posted his Honest Dog receipt where he reduced the entire thing down to the legal minimum, which you're allowed to do in Scotland. Uh, and he reduced it down to £11. I think it was £11 and 1p, or it might be £11 and 81p. Underpaying by £72.80. And just posted that picture up. And then, of course, he immediately got a lot of the FPs going, what the hell are you doing? Why would you do this and all that? And he was just quite arrogant about it and went, and? Because I can? He got his couple of minutes of internet fame, so I'm sure yeah. he went away and stroked his ego that evening that it had a nice little... This little boost. But the thing that got me about this one was he's entitled to do that, but he also has to give a justification for the bar to process it. Yes. So either his just he gave a justification that he didn't want to post publicly, or he just filled out the form and never actually reduced the amount paid because without the justification, the bar staff should have just told him where he could go with that idea. Yeah, so I think that was a pretty extreme example. I know I know there were more um, that we've seen, but this one was picked up, you know, mainly by the EFPs because of the, the guy who deliberately posted it in the forums to go, hey, you know, th- th- this is yeah. this is me, this is what I'm doing, and I'm going to be doing it for the rest of the week. It says more about them than in, about the promotion, though. I mean, I don't know how... It's all one thing getting a freebie, but I just don't understand how your life can be that focused on freeloading that you'd go to all that effort. Maybe that's just me. I um, I then saw that that actual story, uh, this what the guy had done, got picked up by a couple of blogs uh, and then it got picked up by the press. So if you want to see the guy's receipt as well, just type uh, Brewdog uh, Guy Pays Next to Nothing, something like that, it'll come up in the news stories. So a little... little possible twist in the tale here is of course that Brewdog got press out of this but we'll come back to that one um various stories from around uh, the forums and things I picked up so I kind of thought some of these might be interesting to tell you about uh friend of the show Peter uh he posted this <clears throat> so overall I paid 25 pounds for a 120 pound tab 
leaving me £15 for a couple of drinks at the concert hall. I explained that this was due to being skint and that it was still a great bar with great staff. I'd be more than happy to recompense my day when I do my Kelvin Groves dogs on deck shift in the near future and that would please everyone. So yeah, that's our own Peter reducing the bar tab from £120 to £25 uh, because he was skint. I still don't like that. I mean, ultimately, just I mean, if you're skint, you don't go on holiday, you don't go and drink expensive beer, you make you you just make your sacrifice until you have the cash to do it. Okay, it's taking advantage of promotion, but again, that's not a reason to reduce your tab. The reasons, and this is where I think Brewdog should have been tighter on the reasons. If you give a good reason, like the food wasn't good enough, I can get this beer cheaper elsewhere. I think it's only worth this. Fair enough, but just because I'm skint. Well, I mean, that's a, that just doesn't work for me. Well, uh, later on in that evening, uh, Peter, even by his own admission, said, I wasn't even going out that day. Uh, he then got hit by a car. Uh, he's fine. He just got a bruise on his leg. But, you know, as he said himself, <laughs> karma got me later in the day. Yeah. So nice one, Peter. Well done. <laughs> um, yeah, one other thing. I just said, uh, this is the side. I've got a few other little comments and things I'd like to read you out. But I did ask everybody's permission uh, before I've, I'm reading these out, by the way. But one that did make me laugh, there was a guy in the forum who shall remain nameless. So he was talking about the promotion, and at one point he referenced um, God knows who the d- who came up with this, or something like that. Anyway, uh, someone then commented saying, yeah, the d- that came up with this, he's probably on the forum. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then James Watt came on and just put a little wave <laughs> emoji and was like, yeah. hi, yeah, that's me. So that made me chuckle. Uh, anyway, David Lee, a friend of the show, um, he put this. For staff morale, this is the worst promo ever. Seen a guy in Brewdog Bristol doing the Honest to Dog. He had two pints of punk, two pints of Urban Orchard, that's the cider. He went for five quid. I feel really sorry for the bar staff who have to deal with this. They look demoralised. Maybe they feel like it's them that are being downgraded in reference to the staff. That was one of the things that I picked up when I was talking to people and that I hadn't thought of because it's the bar staff that then had to challenge whatever people wrote on that form. And I don't know if they were really prepared to challenge people that are going to get defensive about what they've written on the form. And that's yeah. not really fair. I know. And people will lie. People yeah. will just go, hey, you know, I, I I got given this share. I don't care. Yeah. You know, I'll just say whatever. And that can't be nice. What this should have been is much more of an engagement piece. Now, it's all fine and well trying to collect data to say people did this and that. But ultimately, the freeloaders have somewhat... Um, made the data not particularly relevant but I'd have liked to see it as an actual form where you fill out your information and if it's a marketing exercise or a marketing data exercise BrewDog should have then said we will contact you to discuss your feedback to really understand what's going on and then put people in the sober light of day two or three days later under a bit of pressure to explain why they said what they did the feedback would have been hugely valuable if it was genuine feedback and if it was just oh I fancied freeloading and so on. It's a bit different to have to admit that and talk to somebody who's talking to you on the phone a couple of days later than actually just having it as a laugh in a bar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on that subject of staff and the, you know, that sort of demoralised feeling, uh, a friend of the show, Abby. Hi, Abby. She's finally back on. Uh, she put the following. My personal thoughts on this. I actually think this is a good sign if the staff are getting upset over this to an extent. It shows me that they truly care about the jobs and that the service they are providing and they care about BrewDog. Back when I worked in Spoons and we had a student voucher promo on, people would rip the all the time and to be honest I didn't really care because I wasn't invested in the company the reasons for people underpaying last week may not have been personal and I'm not here to argue about who they should be mad at but I don't blame a single one of them for being upset if someone underpays as it just shows they care enough in my opinion so yeah fair point absolutely Abby I get what you're saying it's just not a great thing to have to the staff in that position really yeah um I mean yeah Steve Harrison, he put this one. Question for all the people outraged at those taking advantage of this scheme. If you want to buy a pair of shoes, uh, saw some that you liked at a price at 100 quid and then took them to the counter and the assistant said to you, these are 100 quid, but this week only you can have them for a tenner if you want. Would you do it? But I would say in that scenario, you're not invested in that shoe company. No. Necessarily. Yeah. 
Good point. That's the counter argument, isn't it? You mm. know, you're supposed to be supporting it. You're supposed to want to see your investment do well. <sighs> anyway, uh, a few other comments on this as well. I saw uh, just sort of getting towards rounding out the story. Anyway, um, staff seem to stop bringing it up to EFPs after a few days. Um, I saw a lot of comments saying I was in a bar. I paid. I used my EFP card. No one mentioned anything about it. There's no signage. There's nothing. Out of the seven bars I went to, I only got asked twice. Ah, so you you got that as yeah. well. I would. I didn't want to do it because it, uh, out of the two of us, I was the only one with me and my husband going. I was the only one that was an EFP, and we were only doing thirds, so it wasn't really worth it. And I wasn't comfortable doing it anyway. But I did only get asked twice. Interesting. So yeah. I wonder if it was. I'm pretty sure we would know if head office had emailed out and said, okay, just stop asking people. Yeah. I think it's more likely that it's just such a pain in the backside to fill out the forms and everything. Yeah. So all, the bar, all the bar staff were given the facts and it was done, I believe they've now got an internal comms system. It's not yeah. Yammer, it's something something similar for this day and age. And uh, they, they've started doing video announcements, I believe, which JB was saying staff have really, really taken to. So they were all told and communicated via this. They all get notifications on their phones. Um, if they've chosen to stop doing it, that I think is all the feedback the business actually needs, um, that is just unworkable. And this happens, it's, it's, I feel for the bar staff a lot of the time because this happened with some of the controversy over the last year as well, where they're the public face of Brewdog to the vast majority of punters who are the shareholders who don't engage with the forum or just regular people on the street that have something to say. And it's another example where the bar staff are on the front line whether they've been trained or briefed properly or not, they have to deal with the fallout. And the folks that are sitting in the big smoke office or in Ellen, they get that as a report down the line, but they're not there day-to-day dealing with it. So I do feel for the bar staff, and I, uh, something that I'll, I'll bring up um, you know, in, in an ongoing way on the forum, hopefully the staff will listen, that can we have some initiatives, if they're done through the bars, that there's people beyond the bar staff there trying to actually make them work so that the bar staff get a bit of a break of being the punching bag or the the public face if you like for these initiatives that aren't really anything to do with running a bar Hmm. yeah good point um there was some good stuff um one i noticed i saw um chips shouldn't be charged extra when you're paying 13 quid for a burger that's kind of feedback. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's kind of feedback as usual. Uh, corkage is a bit much. Uh, the thread on the forum uh, where, you know, a lot of bars, it's £2 to buy a bottle of beer, sometimes Brewdog headline beer, and then sit and drink it in a Brewdog mm. bar. And a lot of people saying that's unfair. And for a long time, the forum thread on this then became an argument about whether corkage should be a thing or not. That was my um, thread as well. I'm, I'm good at this content, Lark. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> the corkage thing's interesting, though, because it used to be you'd get a discount for takeaway and corkage was built into the price. And then they went to a corkage model. And the feedback has been that it's driven much higher sales. Now, whether that's because when you get to a bar and the two couple of pounds is added on, people are too shy to say, oh, no, I don't want it anymore. If it's a headliner and you're drinking package product because draft's not available, the corkage should be dropped. I think that's the rule. If you choose a bottle of punk because you want a bottle instead of a pint, well, then you can pay the corkage. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, that's good feedback, uh, positive feedback. Um, and it, I really... There's always been this rule that you can get as much feedback as you want on whether it's a product, whether it's beer, whether it's anything at all. Uh, but when you actually have people paying actual money, all of a sudden the feedback changes. Thousands of people will tell you, oh, yeah, this wonderful new product that you've got. We're going to buy it. Yeah, when it's out, we're definitely going to buy it. And then no one buys it. Mm-hmm. Or vice versa. You do no feedback at all. Put it out there and people go mental and want to buy it. So when people are actually putting their own money in or choosing not to put their money in, you get very real feedback. So I'm quite sure there will be some good come out of that. Now, we don't have the results yet, but James posted midweek that a total balance of the over and under payments was sitting at uh, £12,000 down. Um, meanwhile, the bars were actually sitting at 17% busier year on year, and that's taken into account, uh, taken out of it new bar openings and things like that. So, Is it though? He never actually said that. Yeah, he, he, further down in the thread, um, uh, Cameron confirmed that the figures were co- were calculated. They were like for to, like. Okay. Yeah, to like, for like that. for like. So it's the same bar, same period. And last year, of course, was the Football World Cup as well, which got more people out generally. So mm. 
So yes, the bars are busier. Um, hard to say whether the honest to dog actually, you know, had too much to do with that. And uh, at midweek, it was sitting at minus twelve thousand. So let's say worst case scenario, over the course of the week, it would double that. Let's say even if this was a loss of fifty thousand pounds, okay. In terms of the feedback they've gained from it, it's possibly worth it. Uh, in terms of the publicity they've gained from it, and again, I did see this, uh, you know, that guy, the full ferry guy, he was all over the news. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a lot of advertising. I mean, Andrew, you speculated that they've probably generated at least something like £100,000 worth of advertising or PR that they would have had to pay for out of this. How, how many times on this podcast over the last year have I said that Brewdog is a PR company that happens to have a brewery attached to it? I mean, that's, that's I'm being unfair to an extent to the skills of the brewers and the quality of the product, but ultimately, this is another example of that. Because if the if if it ends up being net even, they can say, well, look, people are quite happy with our pricing. If it ends up being a hundred grand loss, they can say, well, look, people want wanted to underpay. Here's how we're going to educate people on the value of the product, the Cicerone trained staff, the quality of the um, of the ingredients, the the great locations, the events we put on. If they ended up somehow people overpaying, they could say, look, we're amazing value. There's actually a no-lose situation from a PR perspective for Brewdog here. The lose, unfortunately, has been in staff morale for the bar staff, and that does have a cost. So I hope that there's something going on to uh, to mitigate that and to look after them. Um, EFP6 during this has continued to climb. It's now gone well over three million. We've got a bit more on that later. So more people are investing, whether... Some people invested as a result of this, hard to say. Um, my thought is that ah, initiatives like this are straight from the mind of James, right? It's, it's, and you know, he admitted it, it's his idea, he just wanted to do this, and here we go. I just feel like promotions like this are just so negative in within the community that I feel like. I feel like a bit of the love that EFPs have, especially those of us who invested a few years ago, is just getting chipped away sometimes by things like this. And I feel like James needs to be really careful about the next promotion that comes out that just makes us EFPs go, oh, really? You know, this brilliant, brilliant people and brilliant minds at BrewDog. So... Can we can we just have some amazing positive stuff for a while? That'd be nice. Yeah. But what is this community piece? Because how many shareholders are actively engaged in that way? If I think of the shareholders in my network and my even drinking circle, I'm the only one that's on the forum, and that's out of across family and friends, maybe fifteen, twenty people. You know, I'm telling them about all the news and all the the beers that are coming out, and they're just happy to go along and use their discount. So I think we live in quite a tight-knit echo chamber of people actually care and maybe this actually drove engagement from a load of other people who wouldn't usually do it yeah maybe i'm just perhaps being just a little bit negative i just you know it is it is disheartening to sit and read it on the forum on facebook and then you know these news stories and people mention it to me oh so your boy didn't pay you know oh anyway So, yes, uh, we don't have the results yet. Brewdog did say that they were going to publish the results, so they'll be making a nice blog post. They're probably discussing it at great length internally uh, and making sure that they edit that down into a nice digestible thing. Uh, So, yeah, next podcast we will definitely have more to say on this. Um, Keen to hear from you if you've got comments on it as well. Um, There was a lot of discussion about this on the forum. There was a lot of discussion about this on Facebook. Please do drop us an email if you have thoughts. We will try and read out as much as we can. Um, But yeah, I think in the meantime, we should leave that one here and we'll come back to it on the next episode. Right, uh, plenty more to talk about, but let's go to a little break. Refresh your cups of tea, coffee, open a beer. It's a bit early for that. Um, Go outside for a cigarette if that's the kind of person that you are today. Uh, tease a question, Bruce is not here, so I'll do it. Joanne Andrew. <clears throat> Following the opening of the Camden Bar, Brewdog launched their second London bar on the 20th of October 2012. But where in London was that bar? Beer like it was, beer like it should be, beer like it will be. Welcome to Planet Brewdog. 
2007, BrewDog came howling into the world. Over the last 10 years, we've taken that business that we started in a garage global. In 2013, we built this outstanding craft brewery in Ellen, Scotland. We've also got a fantastic facility in Columbus, Ohio. And this year, 2019, we're going to open a new one in Brisbane, Australia. We also own and operate over 80 amazing craft beer bars, allowing more and more people to try amazing world-class craft beer. Oh, and in 2018, we also opened the planet's first ever beer hotel in Columbus, Ohio. We are an alternate small business, part owned by 100,000 people who love good beer as much as we do. Our equity punk community are at the heart and soul of everything we do. We wear our heart on our sleeve and we do things in our own terms. And we do some crazy fish. Helping us turn an entire industry on its head. Being a great employer is core to everything we believe in. We share our profits with all of our team. We're a living wage employer and we even give team members a week off work when they get a new dog. We call it Paternity Leave. It's a clever name. Thanks. Fueled by our passion for beer, our growth has broken all types of records. We're the number one craft brewer in Europe. And we won't stop until we're the number one globally. Our simple mission is to make other people as passionate about great craft beer as we are. And in terms of that objective, we are just getting started. Ace, right, so, again, Bruce isn't here, so I'm doing it. Following the opening of the Camden Bar, BrewDog launched their second London bar on the 12th, 20th of October, should I say, 2012. Where in London is that bar? Joanne, do you know? Oh, I don't. Was it Soho? No. Andrew, no. you're shaking your head. Shoreditch. How do you know that? You're right. Because <laughs> I lived in London in 2012, and I still do, and Shoreditch was number two. Oh, and uh, a big shout out to the wonderful Dave Bruce. Uh, he's been on the podcast before. He's the manager of Shoreditch. Hi, Dave. Don't get to see you enough. Hopefully catch up with you later this year, buddy. Right, next up, Bruce, you've got this one. Oh, that's right. He's still not here because he's still <laughs> trying to get his laptop issues sorted out. Andrew, um, I don't know that I'm throwing you in a bit of the deep end here. Flights not selling. Uh, can you give us a quick reminder about what the BrewDog airline flights are for those who've been living under a rock? And then let us know what's happening with the upcoming flights. So the best way to find out about BrewDog Airlines is to listen to Emma's wonderful podcast, which was released uh, back around Easter time. And oh, shucks. No, <laughs> I just said Emma's wonderful podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, fair point. Okay, all right, she can um, have the credit. It gives really good colour to what was a, an amazing trip, which was BrewDog, uh, and Cam in particular, organising all of this, uh, who's BrewDog's head of investor relations, as we keep saying, um, chartering uh, an aircraft and flying it from London Stansted to Columbus, filled with BrewDog equity punks. And when in Columbus, they had a few nights of accommodation, they had tours at the dog tap facility in canal winchester they had a day trip to cincinnati to go and see some breweries there as well it was for those who went the absolute trip of a lifetime and i'm sure if you ever see emma out and about at events she will tell you in great detail about how awesome it was because she had a wonderful time now they've tried to do it again and they've tried to go bigger so the aircraft now is going from stansted which is is where the plane lives um to Columbus, and then instead of sitting on the ground as it did for the first flight, it's going to fly to Edinburgh with some US equity punks who'll then do a tour uh, up of Edinburgh, they'll do some distillery visits, and of course, they'll go to Aberdeen and to Ellen to see where it all started. They'll then be flown back to Columbus, and the British uh, or the European based equity punks will be flown back to London. The US to Scotland leg is selling well and is doing, doing pretty, pretty well. Unfortunately, the UK to US leg, the bookings are a bit soft, is how I think James would describe it. I'm not massively surprised by that because the first flight was only in February. The next one is due to go in October. So that's not a big amount of time between flights. Um, so James has been trying to solicit some ideas from all of us to see what we could do to help sales along to make it look as amazing as it was. And there was some quite good feedback on the thread, I would say. But... Uh, Actually, the best thing we could do 
is get asked people to listen to Emma's podcast to see how awesome it was, and I would highly recommend going. I myself went to Columbus last year, so I'd, I'm not due another trip, <laughs> as I, I feel I've done that, but if I hadn't, I would almost certainly do it. Yeah, it's weird, because, um, you know, Emma's one, uh, I obviously um, helped with that, and I really got a sense of what it was like, and it was a fantastic trip. And then the the sales opened for the, for, you know, giving me the opportunity to go, and I just went, mm-hmm, I don't know, a little bit out of my price range. And I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't see any good reason to do it other than it. I mean, yeah, no doubt it'll be a fantastic trip, but it was the novelty. It was the fact that James and Martin were on the plane as well. It was all the excitement surrounding that. And I don't know, there just isn't sort of that buzz this time. There isn't this sense of urgency that I'm going to be missing out by not going. What's your thoughts, Joe? Um, I I think it sounds brilliant. I would have loved to have gone on it. And I, I thought about this round. It's just not a good time for me. But I'm really hoping that it doesn't fail and they don't want to do it because I want the opportunity to do it another yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 think that. I, I think it's timing. I just feel yeah, like it's Yeah, I think timing. it's timing. Yeah. And that's absolutely the case. It's too soon yeah. for the first one, which did sell out, but they'll have seen how oversubscribed it was. It can't have been by that much it is a fair wedge of cash as well i mean for a couple it's what two thousand seven hundred pounds yeah yeah which is a reasonable price compared to a diy trip to columbus yes yeah. um, by the time you put on your hotels and your yeah. transport and so on so it, i don't think it's expensive for what it is plus you, it's with everyone else and you need to decide if that's what you'd like it's basically package holidays with brewdog with the same group of people for a whole week personally that sounds a little bit like my idea of hell but other people they'll love it. Um, but then I'm. What are you saying? You don't want to spend a week with our wonderful <laughs> listeners. I'd like travelling by myself and mm. or in, with a couple of people. Um, we know about your travelling. You just like to be in first class lounge sipping on Speedbird, whatever that beer is. If only, if yeah. only, and it's not the first class lounge. It's the it's a business lounge. Through oh, I'm so get sorry. it right. So and that's sorry. and that's and that's only because of sheer number of economy flights, not because of posh tickets, unfortunately. Yeah, you're not you're not going to sell me on the fact that you're like not a snob at this point. Yeah. But anyway, carry on. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Yeah, but looking forward to seeing you at Beanick, by the way. So <clears throat> anyway. Um, and to think, I was going to bring you some Speedbird off my flight to oh. Aberdeen. Oh, that'd be nice. Oh, I haven't well. tried it. I want to try oh, the well. Overworks one. Oh, the Flight Club. Yeah. Yeah. Have you tried the uh, Kiwi Overworks one, Joe? Yes. God, I had it last weekend. It was so good. Really, really, really good. Uh, yeah. I, think, honestly, I didn't think I was going to like it because I was like, oh, Kiwi. Mm. But I had it and I was like, this is amazing. Like, it's, it is a true sour yeah, loved it absolutely yeah um anyway we've gone slightly off track uh, we've got loads <laughs> more to talk about but joe would you like to hear from watty or chris first oh let's do watty i like hearing from okay Wattie. we're keen to hear from you here on the brew dog news podcast so please feel free to call us on 01224 and leave a message uh two messages this month as i've said and joe has chosen watty first of all so here we go Hi, hi, Blue Dog News Podcast. Watty here for Al Melder and for you doing today. I just need to give you a phone about... Uh, come on, it's the road. Put the road. Uh, give you a phone about... Uh, trying to work out that... Uh... Oh, me, come on. Sorry, I'm half a distracted. I just got a phone call to say that she could go to the door on the road and was picking down the road in Barouri. Right the one, get him. Get him back in the back of the car. Anyway, eh... Uh, I'd been in Timberuri and it was getting half a confusion about all ah, the discounts that you get. Because you get a discount to get an Mordorot, you get a discount to get uh, an EFP, you get a discount early in the day and, and, and it gets all confusing. Because there's a discount for this and a discount for that. And, well, if it is all the discounts that you can get at Brewdogs. Uh, anyway, I'll, I'll speak to you soon, Bob. Cheers, no, bye bye. Come on. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, interesting. Uh, Watty's sounding a little bit stressed there. Hope he gets the sheep back safe. Anyway, um, yes, he's he's asking about how to actually work out discounts when he's in the bar. 
Um, I've got some good news on this. Um, yeah, efpdiscount.com is where you will find the answer to this. So, uh, basically, there was a guy popped up on the forum, and he was going, oh, it's, it's confusing trying to work it out because you've got these ambassador discounts. You've got... Um, daytime discounts you've got different discounts for different things tattoo discounts and all that and he couldn't work it out and long story short he made a website um peter from friend of the show pete he's been helping out um great description of this so i'm going to try and describe this website for the listeners um so imagine you go to efpdiscount.com right at the top there's a box where you type in uh, the total amount of your bill and then there's some boxes that you can tick. So, for example, if you get 5% EFP discount, you click that. If you've got a tattoo, you click that. If you've got a double discount voucher, you can click that. And then just below that, the total will appear that actually shows you how much you should be paying. So, uh, Fernando Briano, I think it is. Um, fantastic of you to put this together. Uh, he's even included all the rules underneath of what you need and all that. So, if ever you're just a bit confused, you're thinking, that doesn't sound right at all. It works on your phone, efpdiscount.com. Thank you, Fernando, and thank you to Peter for taking the time to put that together. And it is open source, so if there's any developers listening who want to go in and contribute, uh, please go right ahead. Uh, Any thoughts on this? Have you got a BrewDog tattoo for the discount, Rob? Uh, Not yet, no. (laughs) My body is a temple. I will not be desecrating it with tattoos. What, the Acropolis? Uh, No, more the Temple Kebab House. (laughs) (laughs) Right, let's Aww. do our second voicemail quick. Oh, hang on. I'm, just, I'm just going on amp prime now. My mini, mini violin for you. Just... <laughs> okay, here's the audio from Chris. Go for it. Hey team, it's Chris. My pal Jim told me there's a secret way you can get a coffee or tea in a brew dog bar for a pound. Now, I normally want a beer, but occasionally a cup of tea or a cup of coffee would be fine. How do I do that now? Yeah, Andrew, uh, I've I've tagged you on this one, so um, kind of snuck under the radar a little bit. Uh, getting a coffee for a pound out of a brew dog bar, how on earth does that work? Go for it. Well, you need to take a cup, and they'll fill it and charge you a pound. So Brilliant. Any, a reusable cup, or I guess you could take your own mug if you wanted to drink in. I don't know if that would be allowed. Um, but it's not just coffee, tea as well, or hot water, if you're that way inclined. Um, I don't drink coffee, but I'm sure lots of people will and will enjoy it. Slight irony to do it for environmental reasons when they've charged an entire plane. But uh, <laughs> we'll just let that hypocrisy <laughs> float on by. <laughs> Yeah, very good. So, um, yeah, so we know that. So it's any cup. I I did see a picture of like a brew dog sort of to go cup. I think they're about six quid to buy. But do you have to use those? No, I think you can take any cup if it's like everywhere else. Shall Shall I read the link? Would that help? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, why not? So uh, if you send your own. Bring your own reusable coffee cup into a UK Brewdog bar and get a coffee for just one pound. So it seems like all UK bars, they haven't answered a follow-up question on whether that counts in Edinburgh Airport or not. Um, but all the other bars should be fine. Worth cool. noting, actually, if you're going through Edinburgh Airport, you, you know the liquids ban. You meant to. They say you can't take liquids through. The, the rule says that you can take through empty containers, though. So top tip: you even if you can't. Uh, get a discount. You can still take an empty keep cup or an, and an empty water bottle. Use the drinking fountains. Go to Pret or to Brewdog. Save money and save the planet Yay. when you're flying. Yeah, when you're flying. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, let's move on. Did either of you two uh, notice the mind games quiz? No. No? No, Okay. This went completely under the radar. Uh, It wasn't promoted on social media. It didn't appear on the forum that I saw. Well, here's the blog. Knowledge is power, so they say. If you share their viewpoint and revel in the command of current affairs, sport and beer, then we have a proposition for you. Each and every Thursday, BrewDog are testing the grey matter of BrewDog bar regulars. From Aberdeen to Southampton, 41 UK bars. 41 now host a weekly quiz. Ooh, it's on a Tuesday, I think. Yeah, uh, and also, Andrew, you'd, you'd be pleased to know, uh, Brewgood are actually the official sponsors of this. So, again, it's a bit strange that this is sort of snuck under the radar. Um, but, yeah, Brew, Brewgood are raising money for it. Uh, we've we've spoke about Brewgood a lot in the past. Uh, great yeah. stuff going on there. So, I think I should, uh, you know, as the host of this podcast, I think I should make an effort to go along to one of the pub quiz nights and tell you all what it's all about. So, Well, aren't you also the 
quiz master of the famous Newton Arms pub quiz. The world famous Newton Arms pub quiz, yes. So speaking of which, Andrew, Joanne. It's quiz time. Oh. Here we go. Right, so. Okay. Just shouting if you know the answer. Let's keep this quick. How many nights were spent filming the Battle of Winterfell in Game of Thrones? Hang on, and he's not meant to be oh, blue dog questions. Yeah. <laughs> this, I'm reading off their blog post. Oh, these wow. are sample questions. I don't know if I've never watched Game of Thrones. I don't care. I love Game Joanne? of Thrones, but I don't know. <laughs> well, Lots. we'll find we'll find out the answer shortly. What, what <laughs> is the Battle of Winterfell? Like, what sort of scale are we talking? Are we talking like Braveheart? Are we talking Battle of Helm's Deep and Lord of the Rings? Are we talking two guys and a sword? No, I like I Helm's, Deep. Helm's Deep. Helm's Deep size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Six nights. <laughs> 55 nights. Blimey. That's a lot of editing. Yeah, just like I've got to do with this podcast yeah. later today. <laughs> Question two. Which beer style that evolved from brown ales have British drinkers been enjoying for over 300 years? IPAs. No. Not from brown ales. Um, porters. Well done, Joanne. Yes. Bang on. <laughs> Question three. Sir Arthur Colin Doyle wrote Sherlock Holmes and played football for Portsmouth. What position did he play? How are you supposed to know? Oh, I had no idea about football. Left wing. Goalkeeper. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> How many albums did the Stone Roses release? Too many. <laughs> Two is the correct answer. Well done. <laughs> Okay, quickly, a few more. <laughs> what G is another word used for different malt used on brew day? What? Grist. Oh. Grist? Well done, Joe. Yes. You're on fire. I've read too many beer books. <laughs> wow. Uh, which unusual animal can be found roaming the tracks of the London Underground? Well, I mean, there's plenty on the night tube. <laughs> really big rats. rats. Yeah. Big rats. It's not rats. Unusual animal on. Uh, we're gonna need some context here. Think. Uh, Is this a name for a piece of kit that's actually an animal name or something? No, like, it's also a name of a. Um, it's it's a symbol that appears on the zodiac. Lion. <laughs> no, it's not a lion. Well, there's a lion in the zodiac. Uh, Scorpions. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right, last one. Hang on, hang on. Where? <laughs> you can't just drop that in as I'm about to finish. Oh, no. When we eventually finish, I'm going to go on the London Underground. Right, hold on. Keep away from the tracks, mate. Here's my top tip for London Underground as someone who doesn't live there. If you see a busy train, it's pulling in and the, the, the tube train pulls in and every carriage is pretty full and one's pretty empty, don't get in the empty one, okay? <laughs> it's got scorpions in it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, last question. Which US celebrity was born in an underground station during the Blitz? US celebrity. Oh. I feel like I've heard this before. Yeah. Who's about 75? Oh, you're on the right lines. Um, oh, um, Julie Andrews? Jerry Springer. Oh. Julie Andrews was a good Jerry guess. Jerry Springer? Yeah. Okay, um, let's fire through. We've got some uh, loads more to get through, so we're going to try and get through these as quickly as we possibly can because I'm sure people are getting sick of hearing our voices already. Uh, live has uh, become cask. And a very unusual tweet went out. This is just yesterday on Saturday. We're recording on Sunday. Yeah, um... Brewdog are saying that they're bringing cask back. Uh, they have reinvented things. And, oh, wow, there's a lot of people in the beer industry are upset about this, which might be the intention. Andrew, fill us in. Uh, it's... <sighs> <laughs> and and that's, that sound there, ladies and gentlemen, is Andrew putting his head in his hands. Sorry, carry it's on. Like, it's, it's, it's an open goal to engage with the community, to bring a whole new audience on board, and BrewDog have managed to go and irritate everyone instead. Basically, Live Beer came in in 2016. There have been some absolute triumphs on Live Beer, especially 5am Saint and East Coast Crush. Live Beer is basically BrewDog trying to use key kegs to create 
authentic tasting real ale that's a bit more relevant to I'd like to say our generation so if you picture your typical camera crowd of sort of men in polo shirts and sandals age 50 plus um, don't forget the bum bags or the fanny packs as they call them in America anyway um, but more for people of of our collective age Um, it went I say it went well the live tap was always quite popular I always enjoyed trying it Brewdog is saying now in a blog post that after three years of experimentation, they've refined and dialed in this process. Everything at Brewdog is dialed in. Um, They've reimagined draft real ale and they're excited to be relaunching cask beer in their bars. Of course, it's cask with a twist because it's not in a cask. (laughs) It's beer that's packaged and gently allowed to re-ferment and condition inside the key keg in Ellen to ensure it's perfect all the time. So basically... This is a great idea. They've got Pete Brown, who's a massively respected beer writer, to champion real ale. And then they go out and they call it cask. Let it's me cask. Let me jump in with, um, it's just like a minute of audio here that Pete Brown recorded um, with all the usual brew dog stuff going in the background. Let me, let me throw that in for the listeners because I think it'd be a good listen. I've always thought that the dimpled pint jug is retro in a cool way, not old fashioned in a dull way. I always love it. I, one of my earliest memories of beer is seeing a pint of bitter with, a, with lit from behind and the glow of the, the amber glow coming through the dimpled uh, sort of mug. Made me, I, I think I was five, and I thought, I want that. My name's Pete Brown. Uh, I'm a writer who specialises in food and drink, uh, especially the best bits like beer. There is a romance to cask beer, and there is something wonderful about walking into a pub and, and seeing the hand pulls and this, you know, archaic serving system and stuff. But I think if Brewdog are introducing this this kind of modern version of, of cask, you're not taking away those hand pulls from the bar. Uh, you're merely adding something extra, and I, and I think that's a really great idea. To most, the vast majority of drinkers out there, uh, the container that the beer is sitting in the cellar is of no interest to them whatsoever. It's what comes out uh, that, that's different. I think if you're going to put uh, Cascale into key kegs, I think if you're going to take some of that trouble away and make it easier for more, more pubs to serve without affecting the result, I don't care how it's done or how it's dispensed, uh, as long as it's got that unique character that Cascale has. Yeah, so there you go. Like Andrew was saying just before, that's Peter Brown talking about a different Peter Brown from Fake Vox on the forum. Um, but yeah, go for it. Sorry, Andrew, I interrupted you there, but yeah, I thought people might want to so listen to the that. Pro- the problem I've got with this is BrewDog, again, trying to take credit for doing something in the industry that has no right to take credit for. It is amazing that they have done something that has reinvented real ale for a new audience, a new generation, because I've stopped drinking Twiggy cask beers because I'm bored of them, and I actually really like live beer. Mm-hmm. But then they go and annoy everyone by the way they've pitched it. So you end up with my favourite brewery in the world is Fine Ales because it's a beautiful place. They do some lovely beers and it's in a sort of location that's very special to me. And they tweeted yesterday afternoon, cask beer, real ale, whatever you want to call it, it didn't need reinventing. Especially not in Scotland. We're quite good at it. Cheers. And actually, a pint of Jarl on cask is one of the few cask beers I think is actually quite stunning. So... Pete Brown got involved on that thread when other people looped him in, and he said he only spoke about trends in Cascale and the need to make it relevant to a new audience when it's in year-on-year double-digit decline. If Brewdog had taken that approach and called it Real Ale Redefined, maybe called it Live, like they've done for the last three years, and relaunched it, everyone would have said, good on you, thanks for trying something new. But ultimately... Cascale fans are dismissing it as an initiative because of the name, so it's backfired. Um, the tweet itself, then, and this is this is sums up exactly how they're pitching this. It's Breedog. We have completely reinvented what draft real ale is. Full stop. For the better. Full stop. Get ready for a perfect pint every single time. Cask is back. I'm saying, oh, it's a um, perfect pint. That sounds like Carlsberg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I think it was summed up pretty well. I, 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 I'm not a huge fan of Matthew Curtis, um, as I know a few aren't, but he put it pretty well on Twitter, uh, quoting the tweet from Brewdog and simply putting, "What a load of." <laughs> so there we go. Bleep machines getting lots of use on this episode. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, Joe, have you got any thoughts on this? 
Well, I, d- I don't like that they've changed it from live to cask. Being in Kent, I'm in thick camera country. Um, and So I went to a beer festival recently and they had a discovery zone and they compared cask to key keg. And I thought that was really interesting. And I, I personally don't see why we just can't champion the beer being served the best way the brewer thinks it should be served. Why does it matter what it's what is in as long as it's the best vessel for it to be dispensed from? Here, here. Yeah, fair point. Uh, we'll definitely have more to say on this. It it just just came out yesterday. There will be more. I'm quite sure camera will comment and everything else so yeah we'll come back to this one and again i'll encourage you if you've got thoughts please just drop us a message drop us a voicemail uh we'll be talking about this one on our next episode for sure right joe i'm aware you've got to go so let's very quickly cover these last two quick things um half the menu is veggie what's this all about right so brewdog have announced that now half of their food menu is now veggie so they take very they take pride in their food over half of the options are vegetarian and a quarter are also suitable for vegans, which pairs quite nicely with the fact that 95% of the beers are suitable for vegans. Some of the options that are available are the Hail Satan Burger, Clucky This Time Burger, which is a southern fried chicken replacement, um, the Hero Pizza, which is wild mushroom, courgette and pine nuts, and there are also three other veggie versions of their pizzas and of course let's not forget the buffalo cauliflower wings and burgers as mentioned before there is vegan mondays but they've also put out their new food philosophy which yeah I is this. interesting yeah so number one we serve farm to table junk food so they are tracing where their ingredients come from right back to the source beer is the soul of everything we do so most of the food well i think all of the food they pair with them with a beer and you can ask the staff what pairs best with the food that you're ordering they champion alternatives which is the half veggie 25 percent vegan menu and they believe in bold flavors so that's all a bit exciting yeah um i i've said it before um pal of mine he's veggie and he said that what brew dog he doesn't even drink beer he's he doesn't drink alcohol and he says what brew dog are doing is pay is showing other bars how good your vegan and veggie options can be in a pub. Yeah. They don't have to be just macaroni cheese uh, yeah. for the veggies and they don't and have salad. to be salad for the vegans. <laughs> it's, it doesn't have to be that. There's amazing options. So, oh, But macaroni cheese is fantastic. Well, macaroni cheese is amazing. <laughs> well, there you go. That's that's a, that's our title <laughs> of our show sorted out. Something Brewdog don't even do. So, Okay, let's... Do they do it in the doghouse. Do oh, do they? Do oh, yeah, 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 they do. Somebody Sorry, does, I think. Yeah. Clerkenwell oh. also have been offering um, vegan cheese and beer tasting evenings, I think. Oh, which is nice. quite yes, exciting. Be- Becky there has been yeah. championing that. Nice shout out to them because they are Ooh. ace, and that's one of my favourite yeah. breed. Yeah, I, I love Clerkenwell. Yeah, just round the corner from my desk, six minute walk from my desk. Oh, is I wish it was closer to me. I would be in there a lot if it was closer to me. It's probably a good thing it's not then, really. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, <laughs> That last one I want to cover, uh, it's official. Uh, Hawks are wonderful cider producers. Uh, It's official. They took eight medals at this year's International Cider Challenge, including six taste awards, but they're especially proud of winning the Gold Supreme Champion for design and packaging. So, yeah, it's really good. A little round of applause for them. I'm hoping... And it, it's not looking too good at the moment, but I'm really hoping to go down to the Hawks, the Cider Festival that they're doing in July, but we'll wait and see. Okay, that's it for this podcast. Our next episode will be a special that I was supposed to put out, but I've still not finished it yet. Uh, if you're in Manchester on Thursday for the opening of the Brewdog Manchester Outpost, uh, then please come along and say hi. Uh, I'll have my microphone with me. We'll be chatting to folk. We're going to get quite a bit of content while we're there. Uh, a final mention for our Patreon campaign. Please visit patreon.com forward slash brewdog news for all the details and the cool video that Kev from Border Digital uh, helped us put together. Um, right, let's uh, do some sign-offs. So, uh, Joe, we'll start with you this week. Where can people find you if they want to send you messages and say hi, all that stuff? I am Joanne Love Beer on the forum, and I am a woman's brew on Instagram. Awesome. Andrew? I'm Andrew on the forum. Come and find me there. 
Ace. And you can find me at Sunscream on Twitter. I'm the same Sunscream on the forums. You can find out about my day job by visiting robertcooper.xyz. Just remember, before we go, the next episode, we'll, proper one we'll be putting out, is from Beatnik. Uh, Bruce can't make it up. He's got a prior commitment. And I know you're not ending up, Joe. But me and Andrew will no, be there. Okay. We will be putting an episode together. It's going to be a lot of fun. Again, come and say hi if you see us. Well, That's is, it. Is Bruce not coming? I don't know. <laughs> If Bruce isn't coming, I don't want to come. Just I'm racing Mars Rovers, sorry. You're racing Mars Rovers? Yes. What? Uh, let, look, let's get this show finished, otherwise we're never going to get out of it. That's it for this week. Send us a voicemail at our local rate number 01224 518 You can email the studio at brewdognewspodcast.com. We're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash brewdognewspodcast. And our Twitter is at brewdognews. Our Instagram, expertly ran by Andrew, is Podcast. Show notes, past episodes are always available on our website at brewdognewspodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to make sure you get the latest episodes as soon as they're available. There's links on the website. Have a great week, everybody. Bye! You can do a bye for me, that'd be nice. Bye! Bye! I was just Instagramming. Yeah. <laughs>